Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, May 3rd, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we're looking at Senator Marco Rubio in our semi-regular feature, What Do They Want? Number two, the Lincoln Project is running an ad with a party of one in mind. Not surprising, President Donald Trump. And number three, the NRCC is up fundraising as standing with Trump while it's number three in House Republican leadership, Liz Cheney, is vowing to campaign on impeaching him. Mixed messaging? Question mark. All right, Jake, let's move on to our number one story of the day. Senator Marco Rubio, long been a star in the Republican Party. Today, we are trying to figure out exactly what he wants, what's in his future. What does the crystal ball of Punchbowl News say? <laughs> well, um, I'm going to throw the crystal ball on the ground and break it open. No, I, I think that I think that um, you know Rubio has an interesting kind of set of of um, uh, options in front of him. He clearly ran for president in 2016 and was roundly trounced by Donald Trump. Now he's he's got a uh, he's running for re-election in 2022, and the question is: Does he run for re-election in 20? Does he run for the presidency in 2024? Does he stick around in the Senate? This is kind of the the classic question for somebody like Rubio. Does he want to be in the Senate? Not a very bad job. I mean, he is he's a young man. He has a lot of opportunities ahead of himself. I mean, he could he could be in the mix for uh, a leader Senate Republican leader if he wants to be. Um, but he's still kind of keeping everything open and saying, uh, you know, he is leaving the opportunity open for himself that he might run for president. I, I think he has a nice luxury, Anna. He could decide in six years, eight years, 10 years that he's going to run for president and would still be pretty young <laughs> to be president. It's funny. You know, I remember I actually was on the campaign trail when he ran in 16 during the Republican primary. A lot of people thought he had the lane of kind of the establishment Republican, that he was going to be the person who was going to break through. You know, there was Jeb Bush, there was Donald Trump, there was all these other folks. But a lot of people bet a lot of money that Marco Rubio was going to be the candidate who actually uh, prevailed. Clearly, that did not happen. He never really caught fire, had a hard time getting any enthusiasm, you know, really when you saw the, that kind of beginning of the Trump Republican. Uh, the question I, I think that is so interesting for him is that he's spent more than half of his life, basically since he graduated law school in public service, either at the state level in Florida or now in the Senate. So the question I think becomes for the president, you know, is it a career politician as a Republican? Is that operative? Can you do that? Obviously, you see that with the current president, but Republicans, you know, have that's there's kind of a push pull there. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and I also think, you know, interestingly enough, Anna, um, Florida has become kind of a hotbed to, for for uh, Republican politicians who are um, kind of at the front of the line, so to speak, the proverbial line to run for um, higher office. Rick Scott wants to be president. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Ron DeSantis wants to be president, no doubt about that. And then there's Rubio. So a lot of kind of people in from one state. Um, uh, and by the 
the way, not a not a deep red state. It's gotten more red in the last couple of years, but a a, a state where Democrats could win. I mean, remember, Rubio is going to be let's I'm curious to see how he does in his in his Senate race. He's probably uh, the odds on favorite just because the state is go, he's an incumbent. The state is getting more red, um, but still an interesting an interesting thing to watch in the next kind of uh, 24 months. All right, let's go into the number two story of the day. Oftentimes, when we evaluate whether to put ads in Punchbowl News or whether they're worthy of, you know, kind of actually press scrutiny, it has a lot to do with how much they they, they cost. You know, are they spending big money on this? Today, we are doing something a little different. We are talking about a Lincoln Project ad that is just for $18,770. What what gives? Yeah, so we put in a um, we put this ad in uh, in Punchbowl News this morning. It's an ad that's targeting Donald Trump. <laughs> it's eighteen thousand dollars. It's going uh, on Fox News and Fox Business in the Palm Beach uh, uh, media market, and it is it is basically seeking to tweak Trump over Mitch McConnell and saying the swamp has won. Um, you know. It's very clear what they're trying to do here. They might as well just send uh, Trump a message with the video saying, hey, dude, take a look at this. Um, uh, they say it's it could w- run wider, but it's really interesting. It's just tweaking Donald Trump about Mitch McConnell, who obviously Trump does not care for. McConnell really doesn't care whether Trump cares for him or not. Um, but an interesting video, nonetheless, from the Lincoln Project, which has been a bit beleaguered, obviously, over a bunch of allegations in the last year, but uh, an interesting ad nonetheless. Yeah, uh, literally a watching party of one there. Micro-targeting at its best. All right, the number three story that we're focused on today is a fundraising appeal from the NRCC, the campaign arm of House Republicans, basically just talking about how they want to stand with former President Donald Trump It's kind of awkward, given the fact that Liz Cheney of Wyoming, the number three House Republican, is vowing to campaign on her vote to impeach Trump. Yeah, well, listen, Anna, um, this is the thing we are probably focused on um, almost more than anything right now is whether Liz Cheney could hold on in in House Republican leadership. Uh, We reported last week at some point, the days all meld together for me, but last week at some point that... um, Cheney had uh, people were growing tired of her and um, she was going to face another likely to face another could face another uh, election uh, on her leadership uh, snap election to determine whether she should continue as the House Republican conference chair. This came after an interview with me in which she said um, that uh, she would be happy to campaign on her vote uh, to impeach Donald Trump. I didn't ask her about Donald Trump. I asked her about her primary. That's how she responded. So uh, it's just it, it's interesting to see the NRCC basically running these ad, running these fundraising appeals that basically um, fly in the face of everything that Cheney believes. So this kind of highlights the fact, again, highlights the fact that Cheney is in the minority, I would say, obviously, of um, – of House Republicans. Absolutely. All right. Want to make a quick programming note tomorrow morning at 1130 a.m. Jake and I will be joined by Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg for a pop-up conversation to talk about all things infrastructure, looking at 
his perspective about what needs to be in that package that Joe Biden is starting to sell, his role in terms of actually that the rollout with the American public, with lawmakers. You can sign up for that by going to our website, punchbowl.news, on the events page. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.